Fred Film Radio, Venice Film Festival, Italy. We are live from the Lido di Venezia. I'm Matt Micucci and this is Angelo Acerbi joining Hello. us once again. Hello, Angelo. Hello, Mayat. This is uh, our, our second daily uh, in the English language. And uh, we are at the 79th Venice Film Festival. It's a real pleasure to be back and uh, great. So, I mean, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm yes? good. It was, a, it was a very productive day today for yes, us. We yes, we had a lot of, okay, we so had a lot of interviews. We watched many movies. Yeah. We met a lot of people, so it was good. The yeah. weather was nice. Yeah. Windy, but nice. This was really the first real day. A whole day, at least. Yeah. And it's only going to get busier from, from here on out. And, uh, and I'm, uh, you know, uh, there's some, some good stuff uh, coming up, coming your way. So make sure to always keep an eye on wherever you watch us or wherever you listen to us, because we're, we're in a lot of places. We're in Fred.fm. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, many, many more. YouTube, of course, YouTube, that's the place to watch us, really. That's where the best videos, wa- that's where yeah. we, we look the best. And you can also listen to us on many, many yeah. like Spotify or other uh, platforms. Brilliant. So you have no excuse, really. Yeah. Watch us, all right? We are we'll all come over. looking for you otherwise. We are all over. You're warned. You've been warned. Let's talk about, let's be productive here ourselves, You right? start, which movie okay. did you watch today? Well, I'm going to begin with uh, a, a documentary called Bobby Wine, Ghetto President. It talks about uh, the situ- current situation in Uganda, but I have written it out in front of me uh, because I hate doing synopsis just off the top of my head. So it's an observation documentary following Bobby Wine and his wife, Barbie. Bobby rises from the ghetto slums of Kampala in Uganda, uh, one of the country's most loved superstars, and uses his music for activism, then becomes an independent member of parliament to stand to defend the rights of his people. And, uh, of course, you know, by defending his rights of his people, he rises up against President Museveni. Uh, Museveni. I don't know. How to, but no he's idea. one of those uh, people who you really want to get rid of if you need change. You know what I'm talking about? I'm sorry. But um, the documentary is really great. I mean, it's a fascinating journey. I mean, the, the thing is, though, I actually did and I actually interviewed Bobby Wine to the expense of, you know, turning down the interview with the director himself. Because, uh, you know, I had the guy yeah, here. He was the guy to, in- to I be interviewed. You know, and he was just... He had this intense look in his eyes, and I just wanted—I w- I would have talked with him about his experiences forever. I mean, it's—if you—if you get a chance to check it out, uh, we have no—I don't think we have a video right now, but uh, but do check it out. Th- this daily is always the least lucky daily, right? Yeah, everything we are. is all good for the Italian language, but uh, you know, we're, we are like the last. But we still, do our best, we, folks. Yeah, exactly. But uh, is it—is he really a nice guy, though? He's a super nice guy, and the, the thing is, I think that the reason why he can be a nice guy, despite everything that he's experienced, is because this is, how, this is the life that he's known since he was born. He was born in the ghetto. Like, he was born in the slums. He, this, this is the type of life that you don't know if you're going to eat that day, and uh, where you don't know where you're going to be alive. Uh, this is one of the countries in the world with the lowest uh, age, uh, average age. You know, there's three, two, uh, something like three quarters of the population are under 35 years old. So when I actually asked him the first question, which may, might have seemed very simple, but it was like, why did you do it? Because you had fame and you had money. <laughs> why did you get into this? And he was like, well, I didn't really choose to do this. I mean... 
it's like you know I didn't put my life in danger by doing this. My life was already in danger the time the moment yeah. I was born. So this is something that thankfully I have not experienced myself, and I don't know about you, Angelo. No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> luckily not. But you know, it's it is really. Um, no, I was asking this because I was talking with a colleague of us, uh, an Italian, um, an Italian journalist that she did interview them yesterday. And uh, he was very nice, but as as long as they, they were not talking politics. Once they were talking politics and Uganda politics, not just general politics, and, you know, equality and rights and gay rights, for example, he was a little bit, like, stiffy because, the, you know, Uganda yes. is the most on, one, one of the most homophobe country yeah. in the planet and he's he's never he has never for example declared himself pro he stayed on the, on the gray side of it we're a few generations away from that I'm yeah I'm, I'm think so however i have to say that in the documentary they do address it and he if it was up to him you know gay rights would you know no problem yeah. but uh they do address it and uh, the other side of course no but of course you know i mean We're talking about people who are not educated, so first you have to educate the people. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, maybe, actually. And, uh, but no, he was super friendly, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the way to go, you know what I mean? <laughs> if, I was, uh, if, I, if I had any power at all, which I don't, <laughs> I would, uh, I would bestow on him the future of the country. But uh, I don't pretend to know anything about Uganda, but uh, from what I do know, something needs to be done. And yeah. It's not the only country in the world, unfortunately, right? Unfortunately not. But, uh, well, I can talk about another, another documentary yes. that I watched this morning, Why which not? is Desperate Souls, Dark City, and the Legend of Midnight Cowboy, of course, on the movie Midnight Cowboy, mm -hmm. by Nancy Beriski, is uh, basically is a, is, a, is an analysis of the 60s and the 70s in U.S. through with the excuse of telling the story of how Midnight Cowboy was yeah. done, but through all the uh, new cinema and all the directors and all the uh, actions that the, in the 60s were taken artistically and socially, 60s and 70s, artistically and socially in U.S. that actually changed the rules of everything. You know, in the 60s, 60 is a great divide. Everything after the 60s, in the 60s changed and the word artistically and socially was not the same again and they use uh, the excuse of this is the um, is the uh, mysterious voices, in the mysterious voices. <laughs> is the uh, I mean Vietnam was the key thing about of, yes. of everything because it changed the perception of the state of loyalty to the rules and to the power so this was and the Midnight Cowboy did the same thing in cinema in independent cinema in US so it's a very nice documentary very well done completely very specifically uh, described and narrated with a lot of footage a lot of un never before heard interviews from Dustin Hoffman to John Schlesinger himself So it's, well, it's a, a, a pearl. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I mean, Midnight Cowboy is one of the great films of its, a of its age, right? The, Holly the new Hollywood times. And, new uh, Hollywood times, yeah. Hollywood and it's so, it's, it's so central to that era of 1968, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
vulnerable masculinity. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of a, you know, ahead of its time tale in terms of uh, representing yeah. men who kind of uh, are on the edges. Yeah, it's really interesting that uh, they say in the film that now one of the actors uh, still living, of course, of Milan Cowboy just said that it would have been impossible to do that film now. Yeah. Because the perception of differences, of queerness, of outsiders are far too strong and far too fearful. And yeah. Well, industry I don't, will never I don't do know that. if it, it wouldn't be... I, th I don't know if it wouldn't be made, but it wouldn't be made like that, I don't think. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in, of course, yeah. It was like, it was just, you know, I can see a similar story to Midnight Cowboy, but it would be made in an entirely different, different, more glitzy, glamorous version. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Less true, less yeah. down to earth than yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, it's a great film. I love everything about it. It's one of those films from that time that I love to revisit every now and again. It just, uh, it understands me. <laughs> one of those films I feel understands me you know? but Angelo alright so uh, why don't I talk about one of the films that I watched now of course my just, turn just back to the pinball ports. yeah uh, well I'm going to talk about a film in the Orizonte section it's called A Man and it's by Kei Ishikawa uh, it's kind of uh, you know it's the story really of uh, identity and uh, well I'm going to re read the synopsis just so that we get to the point fast Akira works as a lawyer one day he meets with his former client <laughs> am I odd or am I hearing my voice <laughs> yeah your voice is all over this yeah. is awesome this is so good um Uh, who asks Akira to perform a background check on, check on her late husband. Turns out that most people in this film, they're not really who they say they are. But very subtly, you know, especially one central character, he just decides to begin life again and buys a new identity for himself. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting because if you think about, again, the history of cinema... The, the whole concept of identity has been fascinating and it's been explored in different ways by people like Alfred Hitchcock, you know, uh, to Vin Vendors, Paris, Texas, you know, the guy, who is he? Who did he? We don't know anything about him. And it's sort of similar. This film falls in between that category. It's a mystery film, but it's also a more existential type of drama, you know. Who are we? Where are we going? Can we become some, someone else? It's also difficult to believe that uh, this story can, can be real, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, even I sometimes fantasize that I could just start all over, you know, from scratch, become someone else. Who, who does it, really, you know? We all do. <laughs> we all do. We all at the crisis moment where we, we yeah. ask ourselves, well, why exactly. don't I, where do I leave everything? Right, and become right. someone else. Tell me about it. It's very subtle. It's very slow paced. Not slow paced, but it's mellow. You know, so so it you can watch it and you can drift w away with it. You're not necessarily shocked by anything. You know, the developments aren't revelatory in any huge way. But uh, yeah, I mean, it makes you really think. Can we become someone else? Is that even possible? I don't know, but uh, it certainly is interesting to see how this uh, filmmaker talks about, deals with it, <laughs> you know. So, uh, Angelo, now it is your turn, and I think it's time to get to a, one of the big ones. The big ones, yeah, the opening one. We opened, the festival opened, the opening film is always such an important choice, right? Yeah. Before we get to this year's opening film, do you have any memories of an opening film that you watched and you were like, Oh, yes. oh yes, La La Land, absolutely. Wow. I remember, I remember clearly that 
we went to see La La Land. We were all, you know, excited about it. But the opening sequence was so huge that the old press uh, people there applauded just because it was it was it was too much. Yeah, I think that scene and because you know cinematically was great. Yeah. Then you may like or not the story, too mellow, too musical, whatever. But uh, the direction was so uh, fantastic. Yes. I think that scene is my favorite part of the movie, actually. Yeah. I think that scene single-handedly revived musicals. Oh, yeah, totally, the totally, era, totally, right? absolutely. Because people just wanted to see, I want to top that. And Steven Spielberg tried, too, recently, right? Well, but I did, and he did a good job. I, on, yeah. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. I, I mean, it. it did invent it. It didn't reinvent it. Yeah. It just of made made ever. an homage, but so well done and so well crafted with all the techniques that now he has yeah. that yeah, Wise yeah, yeah. didn't have. So it was. Uh, yeah. No, it was. It's it's a I great movie. It, but uh, I love the original. I love the original. Well, you should watch it because it's not that different, you know. I love the idea of gangs fighting but also dancing. It's oh dancing. yeah, oh those <laughs> those sequences in the new one are amazingly oh, good. More gritty. There's more blood. No, 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 no. There's more choreography. There's more grandeur. They are okay. huge. Yeah. And you know, it's and as, as, uh, again, you know, techniques and 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 skills for uh, direction skills change and it yeah evolved a lot but just but go back to Mr. Noah Baumbach and his white n- fan white nose I'm I'm mildly mildly me too I'm not I mean I know there's people who love him I mean I adore the first film he did Francis Ha was hmm. a gem to well, me Squid and the Whale came before it didn't it was, that was him right Squid and the Whale no I oh. don't think so do we have a uh, Google Mr. Alexa Alex, <laughs> Alexa, anyway, well, whatever. Yes, no. water. <laughs> wow, Alexa is very masculine. Alexa, Alexa replied Alex. to us. <laughs> no, no well, uh, White Noise, Noel Baumbach opening night film of the Venice Festival, a big movie, big in terms of length of production value of cast, a huge uh, effort. With a s- very difficult story to tell, because uh, I was asked, oh, what was the movie about? I said, well, you know, it's not that clear. From the synopsis that I wrote down for myself, I don't understand. No, because the synopsis that they, they, they distributed it was, like not, was not enough. Yeah, you yeah. Know, for our, because the film is made of many issues and many parts and many themes. All together, so it was a lot. But at some point, in my opinion, it just went confused. He focused on the mise en scène less than on the actual narrative. There is a closing scene that is amazingly good, and they talk a lot, like in every known Babak film, actually. And uh, yeah, a little bit too much, you know, like talking sometimes for the sake of listening themselves talk. And it's more even worse when you hear acting talk you know that's what I kind of tend to not like about mm. Baumbach is the acting in it is but theatrical. I honestly I, have to, I mean you know this, this, there, there is this the center of the, of, of the film is this couple mm. Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig they are married they have four kids from three different marriages oh. uh, he is a university professor very intellectual uh, specialized on Adolf Hitler and the Nazi movement. So 
uh, they talk, they are very cultured mm-hmm. and, and very New Yorker, even if they're not in New York. Right. So they talk a lot, they talk a lot, they analyze, they overanalyze, and then this disaster happened and they are, their life is completely turned upside down because they have to leave home, go to a camp, to a refugee camp. But everything is always very light and very detached. There's never, there is never passion, there's never, I don't know, intensity right. for me. So yeah. it's a very well done movie, but a little bit too long. And at some point, at least I, lose, I lost grip mm. with it. We talked about your favorite uh, opening, uh, or one of your favorite opening films at the Venice Film Festival. Can I uh, provoke you into answering this question? What was the worst opening film? Oh, oh, I know, I know that. Um, You may have an idea. um, I don't remember. Did it star Matt Damon? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of it? I don't remember. (laughs) He's the guy who shrinks shrinks down. He shrinks down, yeah. Yeah. What's in the word? Um, I don't remember. So that was really, really bad. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember either. But Alexander Payne was. It was Alexander Payne because normally he's he's a very good director, but that one he didn't he didn't get it. No, don't didn't get either. That that was really bad. But at least we started off. I mean, okay, so not in the top ten maybe uh, Venice Film Festival opening films ever, but still worth a watch. Well, it's still worth to watch because of Adam Driver's performance, mm. of course, and because Noam Baumbach, Noam ba- Noel Baumbach and Greta Gerwig are the hot couple now. Are they together? Yeah, they're married. Ooh. Now, this is official, right? We're not... No, yeah, no, they're married since... No, not wanna, not yesterday, wanna, yeah. I wouldn't want to upset anybody. So, uh, are we on video? And they are the odd couple, the like, like, like the new power couple... The of, new power couple? ...of independent American cinema, if we can talk it's a movie not. like this, in, independent. But then it's... Maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, interesting. I'd want to ask a few questions to them. It's, that. I don't know, it's a... Um, the marriage story. She She was really funny. I mean, she's really funny. She came here to be interviewed by our colleague, Chiara Nicoletti, and the, oh, the, yeah. the interview is online already, and she was really fun. Oh, right. Because she's a fun girl. But the film is, could have been better, let's yeah. say it. Angela, we're just about ready to wrap it up. Uh, what's on the agenda for you? Well, on the agenda for me is a couple of documentaries and a Guadagnino film tomorrow morning. Oh. Yeah. What's up? Well, I'm, Bun- I bones and all. Blood. With, uh, again, with Timothée Chalamet. I never Chalamet. realized he was such a, such a, what do you call it? He loved gore so much. Well, he did, he did Suspiria, which yeah, was he's pretty gore into it, right? Yeah. He's settling, settling into that. I guess someone has to, right? It, Italy has got such a huge tradition of uh, horror Yeah, filmmaking. you know, the good thing about Luca Guadagnino, uh, on my opinion, is that he, he, he couldn't care less. He doesn't want to be categorized as, you know, the drama director or the comic director. He does the story. The, the, the yeah, he does his thing. Does thing so great, and, and he's good in any in any genre. So we'll see this one, and we can tomorrow we can also talk about the opening of the uh, of the critics week. Oh yes, oh but oh, oh man, you just reminded me. Why not just spare five more minutes for critics week? We are yeah. partners. Yeah, we are partners. Well, we are partners with everybody, you know. Actually, sure. but we are. We go with everybody. Yeah, but we talk We're about. Like, uh, you know what I mean, <laughs> no, don't say that. Uh, we like I for mean, the right I price. Mean, actually, we talked about we talked about the. 
opening of the Giornata Autori, so we have to talk about the opening of the Critics Week. Yeah, we got to do Which it. was this afternoon with two movies, one short and one feature, linked uh, in the fact that both main characters are drag queens. Nice. One drag performer and, and, and uh, model for Pinned into a Dress, which is a short film by Gianluca Mattarese and Guillaume Thomas with Miss Fame. Miss Fame is a very famous, as the name says, uh, drag performer that has become uh, a regular on the catwalk of major uh, like fashion shows and fashion weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and and then the other film is called Three Nights in a Week, Three Nights Three Nights a Week. Sorry, and uh, it's a French film about this uh, guy that, that uh, photographer that, that for work get in touch with the drag performers world in Paris and get so much fascinated by it and through it it f- turns out that he finds himself being a different person oh so but it's very very good not 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 at all dramatic or overly dramatic uh very true very realistic in terms of what this world is about and it, it was nice. We did two interviews this afternoon that will be online soon. So, and they were very insightful. Well, we are the festival insider after all. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go, my friends. We have come to the end of today's daily. <laughs> no, because uh, <laughs> there are people you know rooting <laughs> for for that. <laughs> yeah. Our 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 colleagues on the ah, the other side of the camera. Suspense. They they want to go away. They want this to go home. The twilight zone. The twilight zone of Fred from radio. Zone. There's a space. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so we have to say goodbye because we have to go to we watch to movies, my friend. So everybody, join us again tomorrow. What time? We don't know. It's all improvised around here. Well, you know around seven and so yeah. five thirty. Something like that. Around lunchtime or dinner time. Anywhere between those times. Can't be before that. Tea, oh, tea, tea time. time, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. Well, Barry's tea or Lion's tea? So, could, comment below. What type of tea do you like? Brand. We want brand, not like flavor. Well, Barry's tea, Lion's tea, Lipton. Uh, no, Lipton. Yeah, nobody no. likes Lipton. Twinings. That's, yeah. very, I don't know, that's very alternative, I think. It's really, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're from the British Isle and especially the Irish Isle, uh, you don't. I mean, you don't want twinings there. No, 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 no. Definitely you, not. No, no. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you know, just, well, Barry's really is. I don't know. Lines or Barry's really. I don't know. I'm not a big tea guy, but uh, it is a big topic of debate in Ireland. <laughs> Huge. So topic. I can't just I can't just bring it up and not specify. And if you want to contribute to the, the, the debate, leave your comments below. We might call you, and you might win a trip to wherever they <laughs> make tea. Um, you're, you're taking a stretch here, you know <laughs> A huge stretch Alright, ladies and gentlemen We're going to end with our best evil laugh I go first <laughs> <laughs> Hello, bye-bye I'm Angelo Cherby and this crazy guy is Matt Nicucci From Film Radio This is the festival <laughs> Insider <laughs> Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps.